Welcome back to Blake's Take with yours truly, Blake Neiman. I give you my take on local and national sports, and you listen in to the latest news on all the sports from the Willamette Valley and beyond. Hope you're all having a terrific day. Let's drive right into some NFL news. More retirement this time with a non-QB. After 17 seasons, Jason Witten is retiring from the NFL. He intends to sign a one-day contract and retire as a member of the Dallas Cowboys in March when his contract with the Las Vegas Raiders expires at the end of the league year. Witten, who is 38, played 16 seasons with the Cowboys, which is why he's returning there after all the legacy left there. He spent 2020 uh, with the Raiders to finish off his career. No tight end in NFL history has played more games than Witten's 271, and the only Hall of Famer, Tony, Go- Tony Gonzalez, has more receptions and yards at his position. A coach once told me the legacy of heroes is the memory of a great name and the inheritance of a great example, Witten told ESPN. As I hang it up, I walk away knowing that for 17 seasons, I gave it my absolute all. I'm proud of my accomplishments as a football player on the field and the example I tried to set off of it. Football is a great game that has taught me many valuable lessons, and I look forward to passing that knowledge on to the next generation. Witten first retired after the 2017 season and spent the whole 2018 season as an ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, but opted to return to the Cowboys in 2019 to get a few more years out of the football he had left. A third-round pick in 2003, Witten developed into one of the best tight ends in NFL history. He was named to the Pro Bowl 11 times, tied with Hall of Famer defensive lineman Bobby Lil- Bob Lilly for the most in Dallas Cowboys history, and was con- considered a complete tight end because of his ability as a blocker in addition to his passing and catching. In 2012, he was a na- named the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year winner for the work that he did with his wife, Michelle, and for their foundation. Witten is the Cowboys' all-time leader in receptions with 1,215 and yards in 12,977 and his second in touchdown catches with 72. He had four 1,000-yard seasons, and in 2012, he set the record for catches in a season by a tight end with the 110. That record has since been broken by Zach Ertz with 116. He played in a team record 255 games, including a franchise record 245 starts, missing just one game in his career because of a broken jaw as a rookie. He had 13 catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns with the Raiders this season, but was lauded by coach John Gruden and fellow tight end Darren Waller for his mentorship to the players and all advice he could give. Coaching has long been mentioned as a possibility for Witten's next move. He has been linked to opportunities in the NFL and college levels immediately should he want to start down that path. Undoubtedly, he will be inducted to the Cowboys' Ring of Honor and will be eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in four years in 2026. So an incredible career of Jason Witten, insane grit, toughness throughout the years, just giving it his all every single game, which definitely showed in the stat sheet, but built up his legacy even more that will last for years to come. Congratulations, Jason Witten, on the final retirement of your career. Your legacy will definitely be left behind and continue on into the future, and I'm so glad for all that you've done for the league and all the accomplishments you have made. You deserve every bit of it. As far as NBA, the NBA announced that the All-Star voting for this season will begin Thursday, tomorrow at noon, and will conclude at midnight on February 16th. 
Fans can submit one full ballot each day through either the NBA app or NBA.com throughout the voting period. And they can vote for up to 10 unique players per day on Twitter. There also will be five days on January 30th, the 2nd of February 4th, 13th, and 16th when votes will count for double. Earlier this week, sources told ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski that the league and the National Basketball Players Association are discussing the possibility of holding an All-Star game in early March. We might be able to see something, with Atlanta emerging as the most likely site. The NBA had previously scheduled this year's All-Star game to be held in Indianapolis, but that was canceled because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The potential rescheduled game would take place March 7th and would be a far more scaled-down version of a typical All-Star weekend where we'd have dunk contests, three-point shootout, and other things, but that might not be such a possibility this year with the whole COVID-19. The league has said the mid-season break scheduled for March 5th to the 10th. As in the past, a combination of fans, players, and media will determine the All-Star starters this season. With fans making up 50% of the vote, while players and media each get 25% of the vote. All-Star game ballots are made up by two backcourt spots and three frontcourt spots. My All-Star starters in the West are going to be LeBron James, Damian Lillard, hometown, crazy shooter, Stephen Curry, another all-time great shooter, Kawhi Leonard, one of the best forwards in the game that we've seen in the past few years, and Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. the Joker, been averaging a triple-double this year, absolutely balling out. Those are my starters in the West. As far as the East All-Star starters, I'm going to go with Bradley Beal up in the shooting guard guard area. He's been balling out for the Wizards this year. Although the record hasn't shown it, his stat line has definitely put himself into the starter position for an All-Star. Then we go on to Kevin Durant. No introduction needed. Absolute insane beast. Incredible, incredible shooter. Incredible scorer. No introduction needed. Giannis Antetokounmpo, same thing. Incredible lethal scorer. Two-time MVP. Just a freak athlete. Joel Embiid absolutely been balling out this season, putting up crazy numbers. Really been showing his showcase for an MVP type player. And then I'm going to say it. Some people are going to disagree, but I'm going to put James Harden as a starter. Through all he's done with Brooklyn and even Houston a little bit this season, especially with Brooklyn with his stat line doing triple-double things, getting himself involved with other players, I think he'd be a key piece in the all-star starters. There are several solid players that have really proven themselves to be truly elite in the first half of the 2021 NBA season, and I feel as though these starters fit that category. As far as the back, the bench, that will be decided by coaches, and I'll go on further in the coming week about who I think will be at those positions. So I'm so glad we're going to have an all-star weekend. Maybe not a game, but at least we're going to get some all-stars, and hopefully we will see that game down in Atlanta very soon. As far as college football, new Tennessee athletic director Danny White didn't have to look too far to land his head football coach. White named US, UCF's Josh Hupel as the Vols' next coach on Wednesday. White previously hired Hupel when the White was, when White was the UCF athletic director, and that was when he and Hupel were both together, and now they're together once again within just a matter of months. We ran an exhaustive nationwide search, White said at the news conference, introducing Hupel. I know that sounds crazy because I'm hiring the guy I've worked with for the last three years. If anything, I was trying not to hire the coach from UCF. White said Hupel was at his top candidate based on his integrity history of winning titles and being an innovative football mind who has led explosive offensives. White announced Thursday as Tennessee's new AD has been putting work fast to find a replacement for Jeremy Puitt, who has fired because of 
on January 18th after an investigation that uncovered that the university chancellor down diplomin was serious violations of NCA rules. White cast a wide net through the Parker executive search firm and reached out to and and or interviewed several candidates, including Penn State's James Franklin, Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, SMU's Sonny Dykes, Minnesota's P.J. Fleck, and Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott, among orders. Elite coaches in that conversation, but the university announced that Heeple's annual salary will be $4 million, and that would receive a six-year contract running through January 31st, 2027. There is also a gesture of good faith in the deal if Tennessee receives sanctions by the NCAA, consisting of two or more years of postseason ban and or reduction of allowable scholarships to eight or more as a result of the previous violations Hupel's deal would automatically be extended by a year through January 31st 2028 Hupel who is now 42 has been UCF's head coach for the past three seasons after taking over Scott Frost who guided UCF to an unbeaten 13-0 record in 2017 where they hope to make the playoff as an elite team in college football People who is 28-8 with the Knights, including a 12-run record that season after he took over. They finished with 6-4 these past two seasons. He would owe UCF $3.4 million buyout per the terms of his contract. So very interesting agreement for Tennessee. The football team gets a solid football coach, but the willingness and desire of the to find a new coach in white has not been so great. I mean, if you're getting the same guy you've worked with for three years, it doesn't show too much that you're trying to go out and get a real elite coach. I'm not going against that Heeple isn't a great coach, but he just hasn't really been able to lead teams into that top 10, top 5 area. And especially with an elite program in the SEC that Tennessee, that could take off with a coach like Franklin or Cincinnati's coach or any of the other elite coaches that were up for that job. I'm not saying that Hubel is not a great fit. I'm just not saying that he is what can transform this Tennessee program to the next level that it needs. And I think other guys would have been solid for that position. But if that's what ultimately White decided... I guess their connection's already there, and the process is going to get really quickly done. So we'll see how it turns out for Tennessee football this season and other Tennessee sports. As far as local sports, unfortunate news for the Oregon Ducks right after they played the Bees last night. The men's basketball program has paused all team-related activities for the second time this season, the program announced Tuesday afternoon. The upcoming Los Angeles road trip, which included two games against number 23 UCLA, has been postponed. It is the third time, third game between Oregon and UCLA that has been postponed this season. It is unknown if any player, coach, or member of the staff has tested positive or if is all contact tracking to protocols, but pl- the place for safety reasons. Regardless, the Ducks won't be in action for at least another week, which is very unfortunate. It is unknown if any player of coach will ever return for the time being in the next few weeks. So it it has been a very unfortunate for this Ducks team who has suffered dearly from this pandemic, getting all of their games wiped out a majority of them and they were really solid all and they still are a very solid team i mean of course they suffered against an oregon state team who was on the momentum rise the other night but that was because they only had eight scholarship players playing and they have had a layoff right before that 
and now they're having another layoff. It's going to be very hard for the Ducks to stay elite in the top 25 and try and make an NCAA tournament run after all their postponements. They were such a solid team, 21 ranked in the country just a few days ago, but they're probably going to fall after their loss to Oregon State. And after this postponement, it's going to be hard for them to bounce back. I feel so bad for them that they have been ruined by a pandemic and their hopes and dreams of an NCAA tournament run, probably to most likely a Sweet 16, is getting in jeopardy as we speak. So I'm so sorry for the Ducks. Hopefully they can bounce back, stay active, and let's get back to what we know. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you enjoyed that new sports content. content. Hit the subscribe button for more great sports content each and every day. Appreciate you all, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night.